0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Baby Talish, Billy Schmidt, joining us here in studio. The new host of the uh, Milwaukee Pro Hoops, uh, excuse me, postgame show. How you been, man? What's going Fantastic, on? Fantastic, Bill. And, and I'm glad you read that because
2: I was wondering, do people still call you the big unit
1: at uh, all? Yeah, you know what? I get, when people see me sure. out in public, nobody yells, hey, Bill Michaels. They all yell, unit, you know, from across the room. Perfect. Because it's one of the better nicknames in, in all of broadcasting. I and I thought. had that long before Randy Johnson, so I feel proud of that. <laughs> Just an FYI. Before he was killing birds in spring yeah. training, so when, Bill Michaels was the big unit. When he unit. did that, he made me famous. That's <laughs> the way I look at it. No, I had it since I was in sixth grade, going back to the 70s.
2: Well, that's like me with the baby touch. Everybody always asks, where do you get the baby touch from? And yeah, I, was that like, was well, Gary. I walked in here, first day of work, and Be- Gary, Ellerson Gary Ellerson goes, eh, that's Mark back there. I didn't even know Billy. Yeah. I don't know who that guy that is. Was it. So is it It lived on and it stuck, so
1: we'll keep it going all year. So uh, you are now the new host of the uh, Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. You yes, kick sir. it off tonight and uh, a lot swirling around. Now I was reading, I don't know if you heard this because I'm going to throw this back out there and watch everybody go into a tizzy. Um, I think it was Chris Weber, was it today or yesterday, on one of the national talk shows, said he has inside information that Giannis is not coming back. So here we go. Yes, and, and it's going to be and off to the right. you've got races. that. You've got Bledsoe coming back and playing with mm-hmm. the uh, busted-up cartilage in the ribs. Um, look, I, I think Giannis is coming back. I think Weber's crazy. I think that uh, Bledsoe can play a little. I don't know how he's effective he's going to be. Uh, but this is a hell of a test right out of the shoot against this team from uh, Houston with now the duo of Westbrook and Harden, right? It's a great way to
2: start, man. It, it, it's back-to-back MVPs, the MVP of 2017-2018, of James Harden. He thought he should have won it last year, and, mm-hmm. and many thought he should have, too. The, the numbers that Harden has put up in that offense are just outstanding, and now he gets a running mate who wants to score the ball just as much as he does yeah. in Russell Westbrook. I'm excited to see how they work, but... I'm really excited just to see how this Bucks team gets back on the floor and and follows up last year. I mean, we've we've kind of glorified it, but then we also remember of how the season ended. The the season ended on a four game losing streak. You lost right. your last four games and and just got boat raced out of the playoffs when everybody looked around and thought you were the favorite. And in the Eastern Conference, they're they're the prohibited favorite. Uh, some people you'll talk to. We had Matt Barnes on of uh, Showtime Sports yesterday on the local show, uh, the Big Show in Milwaukee, two to six. And he said that his his favorite was was Philly. And and Philly has the addition of Al Horford, which is a nice piece for them. And sure, they lose Jimmy Butler, but they're going to be well-improved as well because the young players in the East – are, are the stars, and, and mm-hmm. out West it's going to be the more name-brand guys as Kawhi Leonard goes out there, and obviously Paul George was out there already. But the, they're moving, and all the stars are out West. The Bucks should be able to feast in this Eastern Conference, but they get one of those West foes tonight. National TV, it's going to be a great game, and it, it's a great way to start, but this is how you start when you're expected to win 60 games just like you did last year.
1: Do you think that they now have enough pieces on this team that they can overcome shooting woes the way they had last year uh, at the end of the season?
2: They have guys around that are definitely going to take a lot of the pressure off. So they have safety valves, right? And and for the mm-hmm. 12, 15 minutes Kyle Korver plays, he's going to be a, a guy that can stand in that corner and and knock down from there. And and they have Wesley Matthews bringing him in. They also have a little bit of some different pieces that they didn't have before. And, and they don't have... They, they haven't since, I mean, you could call it Larry Sanders, but a true five, a true center that can go in for 15 minutes like Robin Lopez can and, and muddy the waters a little bit and play play some physical basketball. And, and George Hill is just such a great veteran to have on that team. And the way that they can come at you with... 10 to 12 deep, I think, is, is something that's rare in today's game. Now, are they going to be have to shoot the basketball better? Yes, and and I think that also starts with Giannis. But Eric Bledsoe also needs to shoot the basketball from the outside a little right. bit better. So right. I'm, I'm interested to see how he bounces back after a little bit of the injury, and he's going to play through it. But there are times when the ball stops with him, and I think that's why a lot of people are worried about the Malcolm Brogdon loss, that a lot of times Bledsoe takes it outside and then fires up from 25 feet. They're going to have to continue the flow, and, and Budenholzer has his hands full with this group because there's a lot of scores, but it all starts with 34, and if he's feeling it and and he has added to his game like it showed a little bit in the preseason, and that opens
1: scrimmage too, mm-hmm. he's going to be just as dangerous as he was last year. See, my biggest story, because a lot of people say, well, you know, Bledsoe and Middleton and this and Look, you can hit all you want in the regular season. It's not about the regular season anymore. Get there. I, I picked them at 62 wins. Right. You know, I I, I think that's reasonable. The East is obviously much easier. Mm-hmm. They're going to struggle a little bit in the West because the West has become so top-heavy dominant. But um, but I, I maybe you steal a couple from the West as well. But my biggest concern is, no, I don't give a damn about the regular season anymore. The regular season, you want to get to, say, 60 wins. You want to win uh, and be the top dog in the East. But to me, this is all about postseason. This is all about who gets hot in the postseason. So as much as we – I mean, Bledsoe can average 25 a night, and he can average – give me 10 dimes and a whole thing. Yeah. That's fine. But you got to get to the postseason and prove it all over again because this team just wo- was woeful in the postseason when it came to shooting. And right. the only guy that you really could shoot, you don't have anymore in Brogdon. Well, and nobody was
2: talking about, well, they had two first-team all-defensive players in the regular season. Isn't that great? Who cares? Well, who cares? And and this is one of those times where it's funny because now, and, and I'm a millennial, so I'll bring this back to it, Bill, we we like to turn the, the system off. So, like, if you lose in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2K, you can just unplug the system and you fire that game right back. And you run it back. That's kind of where you want to be if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Get through the regular season healthy and get yourself back to a chance at getting to the NBA Finals for the first time since 74. Now, I think the interesting part with this team is I think they should be better in the regular season, but that home court advantage, I think, when you're talking about Fiserv form getting game one and two, I know it didn't work out against Toronto last year. And, and you really got stunned there in Game 6 and weren't able to bounce back, I think home court advantage is, is so, so important to this team. And if they're able to do that and get themselves back into that realm, that's what the regular season is about. It's about being the number 1 seed, and it's about setting yourself up for the postseason. So if they are in that 60-win range, Vegas had them at 57.5, 50, I think the over is definitely where they should be going, leaning towards,
1: and I think that's where they achieve, and I think they're the number 1 seed again. Talking with Baby Talish, Bill Schmid from our flagship station out of Milwaukee. is also the host tonight uh, as it kicks off of the uh, Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. I uh, is, What is not playing up to your potential? What is the comment from Giannis that you, would lead you to believe in any way, shape, and form that there's a subpar performance in this team in which he would say enough is enough?
2: The one that I've thought of is it's, it's losing in the postseason to not the Philadelphia 76ers. Because I think he understands that that team is going to be a problem if he stays in Milwaukee for the rest of his career, right? right. Ben Simmons, right. Joel Embiid, he kind of sees that, the writing on the wall there. The Boston Celtics, I think, are are really, uh, they've improved. And and I know that's strange when when you lose Kyrie Irving and, and you swap him Who out. Who dropped
1: for, 50, by the way, and got beat. And, and got beat. Stunning. And,
2: and I think when you grab Kemba Walker, who's one of the most coachable players, one of the most coachable all-stars that this league has seen in a long time, I think they're better. And they're going to be tough. But I think losing in that second round would be where he he deems that end. And, and if we talk about the Giannis comments here for a couple of minutes, I don't think any of them are out of line. If if Giannis is going into to being able to be a supermax player and per, a Right now, he's the favorite in Vegas to win back-to-back MVPs. Mm-hmm. There's only been like six guys to do it, and one of them is Michael Jordan, the other one's Steph Curry, and a couple other ones. So you're talking about an elite, elite class that he is putting himself into. If if your organization isn't going to showcase that they're going to try to continue to build the winning culture that they have, yeah, you, you put him on notice and say that I will leave. And, and I think that's one of the things that's been tough to know when the 19-year-old kid came in here and was fascinated by how smoothies tasted mm-hmm. and somebody picked him up to go to Wells Fargo he is matured. He has changed. He also wasn't an MVP back then. He he had the potential to be. And and for him to say that, I don't I don't know the context of it. I don't know the conversation. But I don't think it's all that out of line for him to say. I want it to be a winning culture, and I think we're doing that. We just need to continue the kind of brand of basketball we are, and the right pieces to come in, the right kind of veterans, the guys that have won titles, the Corvers, the the George Hill is right. another one like that bringing those dudes in and not supplementing it for younger players that don't know what they're doing. I think that's where that winning culture comes in that he was really talking about.
1: I think that uh, two things here. One is when they brought in Budenholzer, they brought him and Middleton in to kind of give him approval. So if you fail, if this team doesn't play up to their potential or expectation, part of that's on him. For sure. He's part of that process. Some of the things that I want to see out of him this year, and it starts with him, is shoot a better free throw percentage. You know, had you hit some more of your shots in that postseason, you you might have actually won that game. Well, and if he would have been
2: able to contribute offensively outside of getting stonewalled like Toronto did to him. That's
1: the other point of it. So I think it starts with him. Uh, and I'm not even saying he has to have an outside shot. I'm just simply saying just, you know, all around better when it comes to the ability to, to hit at the charity stripe because that everybody saw the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Wall him off, hack the hell out of him, let him go to the free throw line. He's a 50% free throw shooter. You're not going to have him score nearly as many points on you. So I get that. But the other thing, and I agree with you, I, I think that was basically him telling the organization, I'm not here to get a Supermax and watch this thing get torn down. Right. I'm here to win, and so shocking. I know that a player wants to get paid and win, but I think that's his 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 sentimentality. But the thing to remember is, this team can only pay him more can, can pay him more than anybody. Right, so, almost a hundred million dollars more than correct. anybody else so, can. So there's a hundred million reasons more that he's staying here, that he's not you going mean, somewhere else. So Everybody's panicking. I I said, whoa, slow your roll. 'Cause I don't think he's going anywhere. So usually you don't want to have to move, pay more for a house
2: and more property taxes. Correct. So like in that sense, if you're Giannis, everything makes you want to stay. I, I think that's the one thing is when when you see ESPN, which is one of the biggest partners of the NBA, posting pictures and, and videos of him in a Laker jersey and a in a Knicks and Nets, right. a Warriors. It, it gives the the feel of Milwaukee fans. Man, they're pushing him out. They want right. him to go. But yeah. I think Giannis is different in the sense of, dude, I want to win. But also, it, it financially makes sense for me to win here. So let's do it here, and then I can have my number hanging in the rafters like I talked about five years it's, ago.
1: It's not going to... Toronto's a much higher... T- I don't think they think of tax brackets, really, to be honest with you, because they don't have a fathom of money. Sure. Uh, because it, I've, I've been told numerous times, there's been agents that have actually put a million dollars in cash in a room, and they have no concept as how much money that is. So I, I understand it. But when you talk about Giannis, I think two things, other, other than the first two I brought to play but the first one being they can pay him more but i also he went in and he's the one that said keep the band together so if you fail this year that's, 100%. that's part on you and secondly you would be all this loyalty talk if he then would just bolt because he wants to go play with somebody else somewhere else he would be the most hated man to ever come into and then ultimately leave this state because all that talk would be just talk And people would feel as betrayed as they did, and I hate to bring this up because I hate to harp on this, but when Ryan Brown pointed his finger at the world and said, I did not do this, and we all jumped in and said, man, that's powerful, I'm on there with you, I believe in you, and then to find out that it really wasn't true— that's the reason there's still hatred to this day because you just lied to us, and that would be the reason I think a lot of people will be really pissed off at Giannis. I think Giannis is staying. I'm not worried about it. I'm in the same boat, man. I I, I believe I've believed that he was
2: going to sign it for a long time, and, and I believe that he does end up signing that supermax. It would be on. You brought Brian Braun up. I, I mean, I've heard Kareem. I've heard Brett Favre in some vein, but now he hasn't been here as long as Brett did and done what Brett did. But but for what he has meant to this organization. Guys, he's revitalized seven blocks of downtown yeah. and, and built the Pfizer Forum in three and a half years. So, I mean, yep. it's pretty incredible to see where they're at right now. And if they get it done, I put this out on Twitter when I saw the report yesterday. Well,
1: from Major League, there's only one thing to do now. Yeah. Win the whole leaping thing. thing, no doubt. Good stuff,
0: Billy. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks, man. Talk, Talk to, to you soon. Talk to you soon.
1: There you go. That is uh, Baby Talish, Billy Schmidt, joining us for a couple of minutes here inside the studio talking some Bucks basketball.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,